Thank you so much for joining us today for our LifePoint podcast. At LifePoint, we believe everyone's welcome, nobody's perfect, and with God, anything's possible. Hope you enjoy. Well, good morning, LifePoint family. Good morning. I want to wish all of the moms here in the room a happy Mother's Day. Those of you online, happy Mother's Day to you. Um, We are so glad that you're here, and we hope that you feel loved and celebrated today. I'm sure some of you woke up to breakfast in bed and a big mess in the kitchen. Yeah. And um, (laughs) maybe you got those sweet handmade gifts from your kids this morning um, that they made at school or daycare. And gosh, we love those, don't we? Um, So some of you woke up maybe to an empty house. Your, Your kids are all grown up. And they live out on their own, and so you're just hoping for that call today from from them, maybe lunch with them later on. And then I know some of you have mixed emotions on a day like today for a lot of different reasons. And today can be a very hard day for you. And we acknowledge that, and we've been praying for you. And then for others, this day holds a special place in our heart, and we celebrate this time with you. And whatever season you're in, We just hope that you feel loved and honored and celebrated today because there's one thing for certain. Um, None of us would be here without our mamas, right? That's right. That's right. (laughs) So thank you to all the moms, the mentors, the grandmothers, the aunts. Thank you so much for all that you do to make this world a better place. Yeah, and I want to say a big happy birthday. uh, Happy birthday. (laughs) It's my birthday. It's not a birthday. It's not my birthday. But it is Happy Mother's Day to you as well. Um, So thank you, babe. My name is Danny. This is Rachel. And we're just happy to be here with you guys today. Thank you. Uh, Before we jump into the message today, I want to just show you something on the screen. We are part of an orphanage in the Philippines that has 119 kids. And in December, we receive an offering called a Legacy Offering. And we took a lot of what you guys gave here, and we built this building right here. We helped build this building. It started in December, and it is done, y'all. They get stuff done faster. And yesterday, this is from yesterday. In addition to the 119 children at IMAs that we helped take care of, uh, there was another 90 kids that came from the community outside, and eventually we're going to have three to 400 kids in this facility uh, and all the facilities that we're going to continue to build. Um, but these kids don't have moms and dads uh, in the traditional sense, but because of you guys and churches just like this one, they are getting the most love and care that can be expected, and it's an amazing thing. And I just want to say a huge thank you because what you do makes a difference 8,000 miles away in, in, in the Philippines. So thank you, guys. I just wanted to give you that and show you that. We're, we're in the series called It's Okay to Not Be Okay. If you missed last week, I'd love for you uh, to go to our YouTube channel and or, or lifepointsa.com and catch up with us where we're at. Um, have you ever been... Like, like really overwhelmed in life. Come on, hands up, hands up. If you've ever been, if you would say, I am right now, you could just, you know, raise your hand even higher than the rest of us, right? Um, s- several years ago, uh, we were moving uh, from one house to the next. And you guys who've moved, you know how very, very stressful that is. In addition to all of the big things that you have to get out of your house you find at the very end when you think you're done, you're not done. Come on. There's a million little giblets um, uh, across the house that multiply like spring rabbits. Anybody know what I'm saying? 
And you're like, why do we have 17 rakes in the garage? And where, what boxes do they go in, you know? So we were doing all of that. And so we finally kind of get into the house, the new house. And it's not set up yet. And, and the only thing we had was the, the movers had set up a bed for us. We had, it was the first and only time we've ever hired movers. They weren't great. I'm not going to tell you which company they were, but they weren't great anyways. I'm tired, my body hurts, and we have this new tub, and I'm like, we're going to fill this sucker up, right? We're, I'm going I'm I'm to make it a hot tub, and I'm going to get in here and rest my old bones. Well, I kind of forget about the water running. Come on, y'all know what I'm saying? I'm like, I, I have to multitask, and when I get in there, it's very, very full. Thank, thank the Lord it hadn't fallen over. And so I let some of the water out, and then the toilet in the other room starts to gurgle. I'm like, that can't be good. It's not supposed to happen. And so... I go to the, the girls' bathroom down the hallway, and it's gurgling. And this was, a, we don't live in this house anymore. This was a house that had three bathrooms. Come on, that's the next whole nother level. We're back to the two-bathroom kind of house, praying for God to bless us with a third. Anyways, if you, have, if you have a lot of women in your house, fellas, you know you need a lot of bathrooms in there. Well, I go to the third bathroom, and there's a, there's a smell as I approach. Come on, everybody. And I look in there, and the tub is filled with raw sewage. It's too much for a Mother's Day. I shouldn't have said that on Mother's Day, but um, I'm going to leave it there. just going to leave it there. And there was plumbers at midnight and 1 o'clock in the morning fixing whatever had happened. Then then the next night, we're completely fried. Our poor little dog, Carson Boy, who's 15 years old, he he needs an emergency surgery uh, that night. At like midnight, we were taking him, and uh, it was terrible. I'm just going to leave that there alone as well. Then we go to lay in our, our bed, and um, Rachel's there. I lay down. The whole bed, bam, falls to the ground. Just falls to the ground. I just want to sleep. Rachel's like weeping, you know. And so I go get the tools, and I try to put the bed back together. And I, get it all, I put it all back away, and then I lay down. Bam, it falls down again. Fetal position, calling for my mother. Come on, crying, right? And... And then, then the next night, the next night, everybody, we had a tornado warning. So the, the, the phones start screaming at us. And so I'm like going outside like, man, we don't have tornadoes in San Antonio. I look out, sky's green, everybody, green. Noel, our oldest, panics. We, I, I hustle them into the laundry room. I make them put bike helmets on. I think we have pictures of this moment. I drag a mattress in there, everybody. I drag a mattress in there. And Noelle's screaming and yeah, crying. You can't see this, but she's full on she's crying. She's full on crying. And then here's what the other kids are doing, the wife and the other kid are doing. They're like, best day ever. There's they're so ma- much They're alike. making fun of me. And I'm like, dude, I'm just trying to keep everybody safe. And so what I'm trying to say is if you're thinking about moving, don't do it. Just don't do it. Happy Mother's Day. That's the wisdom of the day, right? Okay, so there really was a point there. All of that to say there are times in life where you just get overwhelmed by life. And, and for, for some of you in much worse ways than we were on that week, um, when, when honestly life is just not okay. And, and that's what we're talking about in this series, about it's okay to not be okay. Um, and some of you have felt like we did, where you don't feel like you can think clearly and you're just buried underneath the weight of something and you're overwhelmed and there's all kinds of reasons that we get overwhelmed in life. Sometimes it's self-inflicted. Sometimes it's stuff that happens. And, and, and today, Rachel, I just want to zero in two of the things that can get us overwhelmed in life. And, of course, we're going to talk to the moms today, but we're going we're to broaden it out and talk to everybody who's listening. 
Yeah, and so I want to lean a little bit uh, in on a little bit on the idea of how stress can create an it's not okay season yeah. in our lives. And so, in fact, if I'm being honest, I'm, I'm in that season right now. Um, outside of helping lead LifePoint, I also uh, run a company. And let's just say 2023 has not started out as strong yeah. as we had planned. And so it is my job to lead us back to where we need to be. So that can feel very heavy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it can leave you wondering if you have what it takes. And so when everyone's looking at you to, to not only fix it, but to fix it quickly, yeah. it can be very stressful. And so I'm guessing many of you here today can relate uh, to my life and that you felt stress from your career. You felt stress from your responsibilities at home. And of course, I'm also a mom to two amazing girls yeah. and the wife of this guy right here. And that's almost the same as having a third kid. And yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it totally is. It totally I'm is. I'm kidding. I know, he helps so much. Uh, I don't know if you know this about Danny. He's an incredible cook. And um, the I'm only problem saying. is that he likes to use every utensil and pot and pan that we own. And, and that's just when he makes a sandwich. Come and, on, fellas. Are you um, with me on this? <laughs> come on, all the men. Come on. You know what I'm saying. No, but seriously, so grateful for him and, and how involved he is in our home. But yeah. while I feel blessed, I feel extremely blessed um, to help lead LifePoint and to have be mom to Noelle and Naomi, um, it can sometimes feel like a lot. Yeah. And like many of you, I want to be able to do it all as, as, and be a great mom and a great wife and leader. And you can't always do it all. And something has to give, yeah. right? And so... This bring me, brings me to this thing we've heard around here before. Uh, my life is often overscheduled and under-contemplated. Mm -hmm. So think about that. Is that true of you? Yeah. I have so much going on, and it's not necessarily bad things, right? Um, that I don't spend enough time thinking about the big picture of my life. Yeah. So what this means is oftentimes the urgent things in my life end up crowding out the important things to the extent that we sacrifice spending time on the most important things for imminent things, for sure. right? And so I don't have time to think about what really matters in life when I'm in that mindset, right? I'm just trying to survive this day, yep. this moment. Mm -hmm. And all the while, the clock is just ticking on the things that really matter, and that's your faith, family, and mission. And so this has become the norm for our culture, right? To go, 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 faster and faster, and yeah. get more done, accomplish, acquire, you know, make it happen. And we live in a culture that pushes us to our limits, right? Yeah. You buy more, do more, accomplish more, uh, conquer more, 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 more. Yeah. And so I think that's true of many of us that we're living at an unbiblical and unsustainable pace, right? And the normal byproduct of that pace is hurry, worry, and stress. Which, which I would say, I would argue that is not God's will for our lives. Yeah. So I have a verse I want to give you, and it's kind of the, the theme verse for, for today. Paul is writing to the church, uh, and we call the book Colossians, Colossians 3.15, says, and I want you to notice these words with me, and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pause, I want you to say them with me, let the peace, the peace of Christ do what now? Rule. rule, 
Like have authority in your hearts since as members of one body you were called to peace. peace. And then he throws this little, this phrase in and be thankful, which I think is his way of saying this is how this will be accomplished, that we live with, a, with, with an awareness of the gratitude that we have for what God's done. So, so he says we were called to peace, not chaos, not overwhelmed, not stressed out, not hurried all the time. Are we going to have moments of all of those things? Yes, but we're not called to living our lives like that. And he says that Christ's peace is to rule in our hearts. And, and so we just want to hone in on stress and on worry today. There's much deeper issues that we could go to, but we are not clinical psychologists. We're not doctors. And we just want to kind of hit the things that we feel comfortable talking about today. We're going to talk about this today um, for the simple reason that they have played a huge role in both of our lives in getting us into those not okay uh, seasons in life. Of course, stress is part of life. Nobody can avoid all stress. Life gets stressful in seasons. And I'd argue, in fact, that some stress challenges, some tension is actually good in life. It helps us grow. Uh, it, it, it challenges. But what we're leaning into today is the kind of stress that is avoidable and, and that if we just ignore it or allow it to become the normal part of our lives, it can create destruction in our lives. So some of you know that I have a medically incurable kidney disease that I live with. And in late 2021, the fall, uh, both of my, I have two doctors, um, I have more than two, but the, the two main doctors, um, they independently told me in the same month, Danny, look, if you're going to stay reasonably healthy, and if you're going to extend your life, you're going to have to focus on what I'm going to tell you right now. You have to focus, this is what they said, on stress mitigation, both of them. You have to focus on reducing stress in your life because... For me, when I had allowed stress to go unchecked in my life, um, my body would start to shut down. My kidney functions would suffer. Every single time I'd get my labs back, my kidney function had suffered because of extenuating uh, our, our, our extended situations of, 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 of stress. And I say all that to say this. When you and I think about stress and worry, um, think about it like this. It, it doesn't care who you are. It doesn't care what your title or role in life is. It will come for your peace. It will come for your, your wellness. And each year, uh, and there's data out there that proves this, it costs billions of dollars to deal with in terms of counseling, medical care, uh, books, diets, uh, exercise. It costs billions of dollars lost to companies uh, because their, their workers, their employees are sick. It's a major contributor to heart attacks. It plays a big role in raising blood pressure for millions of Americans. It produces sleepless nights, causes problems in the home, often is a contributing factor to divorce, leads to anxiety, leads to depression, contributes to people deciding to commit suicide. It causes fatigue, ulcers, dizziness, and a lot of other symptoms. And this is why we're talking about it today, because it's a big problem in our country, in our culture. So what is stress? We're going to define it today as the gap that exists between the demands that get placed upon us by ourselves or by other people, and then our ability to meet those demands. So oftentimes there's a gap between what gets put on us and our ability to actually handle all of it. And that gap creates the stress, creates the chronic problems that a lot of us are dealing with. So we say it's okay not to be okay. 
But it's not okay to stay that way. That's the second part of that. Because Paul says to the church in, in Galatians, Galatia, Galatians 5.1, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. And so it's not okay to live with harmful stress or worry and hurry because I want to just tell you this, they can become chains uh, that bind you up in life and, and Christ has come to set us free from chains that bind us up in life, right? And the reality is fear and worry are unnecessary burdens that we care and, and, and carry. And listen, I want to tell you this, in addition to what people might do to you, in addition to what we do to ourselves, you need to remember, if you're a follower of Jesus, you have a spiritual enemy, right? And Ephesians 6.12 says, and we wrestle not against flesh and blood, uh, but against powers and principalities. And it goes on this whole litany of things that we wrestle against. And, and the truth is, is you have a spiritual enemy who wants you stressed out, who wants you hurried, who wants you worried, who wants you unhealthy, who wants you unwhole, because he can have his way in your life. And so Paul says in 2 Corinthians 2.11, and we are not ignorant of his devices or his schemes. We have to pay attention to the reality that not only is life hard, but we have an enemy who wants to beat us down. Amen. Yeah, that's right. And Paul says to his son in the gospel in 2 Timothy, therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which yeah. is in you, right, through the laying on of my hands. So for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So. Amen. Just notice that has not there, right? Just meaning if you're dealing with fear or worry, that those things did not come from God. Amen. They did not come from him. There are over a hundred times in the Bible where God says, fear not, do not worry or be afraid. Yeah. All these different verses in scripture encouraging us to live a life free yep. from fear and worry Amen. that are often brought on by chronic stress. So this is God understanding the world that we live in, the world yeah. that we come from, but the reminder from Paul to Timothy is that the spirit of God does not produce negative fear. The spirit of God produces love and power and a sound mind. Amen. So what does that phrase mean, a sound mind? So it means a rational mind, the ability to frame situations in their proper context. So psychologically speaking, a sound mind allows for someone to be rational and logical in all ordinary decision making. So Paul is clearly aware that overstressed and fearful and worried diminishes a believer's ability to be faith-filled, right? Yeah. To be faith-filled. And, and uh, their ability to step into what God is calling for them to do. And so he's saying this because Paul's in prison, yep. and he doesn't want that fact to shake Timothy up. Timothy, will you give in to fear or faith? And that's ultimately the choice for those of us who are living with chronic issues, we're talking about today. Will you give in to fear or faith? So just, just for a second, I want you to try to imagine, and some of you don't have to imagine because you know firsthand, what chronic fear, worry, and stress does to our, not just our bodies, we've already talked about that, but our soul, our soulish person, the, the soul part of us. The soul is is the heart of, of life. When the Bible talks about our hearts, this is kind of what it means. It's where our emotions are. It's whether we feel healthy and whole or we feel unhealthy and unwhole, right? So let, let's just do a little test for a moment. I want you to think about this with me. Be honest with yourself as much as is possible. Are, are you happy much of the time? Do, do, you, 
Do you have the joy of the Lord, right? Is the joy of the Lord your strength, as the Bible says? How often do you feel lighthearted, right? Where you can just be like, ah, not just after a drink of Big Red. Come on, somebody, right? right? How excited are you right now about the future, your future, right? Do, do, do you feel deeply loved? Do you feel deeply appreciated? When was the last time you felt carefree? Now, if you say, well, Danny, that stopped when I turned 18 and had to go out into the real world, right? Like if you say that's not real life, uh, and I would say, yeah, probably not in our culture, but I don't think we have to accept that um, because Jesus says in John 10, verse 10, that the thief, he's talking about the adversary, comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. But he says, but I have come that you may have life, some translations say life abundant, abundant life, or life to the full. So the enemy wants you beat down, not having carefree, not feeling joy, not feeling appreciated, not feeling love. But Jesus says, that's not what I have for you. When, when I take, become Lord of your life, I'm going to make certain that you have a life to the full. J Jesus as our example did not live like we live right now. He did not live in stress. He did not live in hurry. He did not live worried. He just didn't accept that in his life. In fact, Jesus was unstressed and unhurried. And most everything he did, if you read the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, if you read the Gospels, he just does everything at the pace of a walk. He walked everywhere he went. He never ran. He didn't, except for coming into Jerusalem on a donkey, he didn't ride. He, didn't ride. he just walked everywhere. And he didn't get in a hurry. And listen, he accomplished his entire life's mission in three and a half years. He lived, this is what we call it, at the pace of grace. The pace of grace. The pace of grace, and we've said this here before, is I'm going to do my best because that's what I'm responsible for, but I'm going to trust God with the rest. I'm going to live at my best, and I'm going to trust God with the rest. And I think that much of the time, unnecessary stress, and this is about my life, this is about me speaking to Danny right now, much of the stress that comes in my life comes when I try to do more than God has designed me to do. When I ignore the boundaries that God sets up in my life, when I ignore the capacity, the lid that he created for me, which is different for every person, right? When I push past, when I, when I ignore the fact that I have limitations, when I ignore that, then I end up in these seasons where I'm not okay, where it f affects my mental health, my, my wellness. This is just my own personal experience. Yeah, so in light of that, I'd, I'd like to invite you to do something very practical that could help be helpful to you. So we often have things going on internally, emotionally, mentally that have fruit in our lives that is physical. Yeah. So you can jot this down with a pen and paper. You can screenshot it and, and take a picture and, and process it later. But I want to go through these indicators with you, and um, I want you to put an S if it's seldom true of you or the letter O if it's often true of you. And we've talked about this here before, but it, it bears repeating. So these are indicators of the presence of destructive stress and chronic hurry in someone's life, okay? Number one, I live in a chronic sense that there is never enough time. No matter how fast I run, I feel like I'm always behind, always playing catch up. And so as a rule, is that seldom true of you or often true of you? The second one, an increased sense of irritability. So I just find myself getting angrier at people because stressed and hurried people get angry a lot. If you don't believe me, 
look at any traffic jam, any long line. School lines, come school on, somebody. School lines, lines at Zara, wherever yeah. you're at. Um, the third indicator of destructive stress is physical tension in my body, in yeah. my muscles, right? If I find myself often drumming my fingers, bouncing my knees, tapping my foot, right, clenching my jaw, that is a lack of peace in my body. Yeah. So the next indicator is being preoccupied, the inability to be fully in the moment, right? I have to remind myself to keep looking at somebody, to focus in and, and listen to them, because my mind just keeps wandering, right? I have so many things I'm juggling, so I just get preoccupied. And then the next one, and, and this is huge, is the loss of a sense of deep gratitude and joy. Yeah. So I wake up in the morning, my eyes pop open, and instead of being like, oh, thank you, God, for this day, your mercies are new, I'm alive and well, you're just ticking through your to-do list for the day. Yeah. Okay, I got this, I got that, I'm overwhelmed before I ever get out of bed, and I've talked myself into, I just can't wait to get home and get back in bed again, yeah. this is all over, right? Yeah, right? We're just going on autopilot. Another indicator is chronic fatigue. You just, you lack vitality. And then the last one is feeling that even though you keep going faster, you're somehow missing out on life, right? Even though you keep trying to run harder and harder, something keeps slipping through your fingers and that something is your life because time equals life. Time equals life. So if there's a bunch of O's in your mind as you're telling this, then it's probably important for you to go, this is a problem. This is a problem in my life, and you don't have to accept it. It's okay to say, this is a problem, but it's not okay to go, well, I can't do anything about it. Like, somewhere along the way, you got, we got to figure this out. So three things, three quick things just to make this practical. What do we do with all of this? Three things. Number one, and this is uh, self-serving a little bit, but I want to just say it anyways. Give yourselves a break. Right, start there. Give yourself a break. If you're overwhelmed, if you're stressed out, if you're feeling like it's not okay, give yourself a break and realize it's, it's, it's okay to not be okay, but it's not okay to stay that way. Now, when I think about all of the avoidable stress in my own life, most of it comes from me, for me, from the way I think about things. Um, comes from the expectations that I know people have for me, Right? Um, it comes from my own expectations for me that are not rooted in the reality of how God made me. It's oftentimes a comparison thing where I'm comparing myself to other people who do what I do, and it makes me feel whatever, right? And, and then there's this, there's this thing that I've, I feel like I've conquered in life, but early on in my life, I always felt like I had to be the best at something. It wasn't good enough to do my best. There was some part of me that said, I, have, I want people to say, you're the best at something, which is ridiculous, right? Because there's always going to be tons of people a lot better than, than me at whatever, uh, except for making messes in the kitchen. I lead the nation. I lead the NCAAs in messes. Um, now, I want to make this statement about giving yourself a break, and I want to say it to you, right? And I want to say it to all the moms out there. Uh, and I'm, the next part of this is probably not even fitting for this moment, but I want to give it as a gift to all the moms in the room. And I, I really want to look at, the, the, there's some superheroes in this room, and that is single mothers who are, who are right here, right now, in this room, watching this online, who are doing all of this and much of it on their own. And I don't know how you do it, but I want to say, well done. I want to say, well done to you. And I want to actually just say, you're awesome. You're awesome. 
But for all kinds of moms, there is a tension for you to want to be a super mom, right? And as far as I know, that's still not an actual character in any of the comic books, right? There's all kind of Wonder Womans, right, and Supermans, but there's no super moms. And, and I want to say this to you. I feel like I need to remind you that all of the responsibility for your children's happiness and success or failings in life is not on you. There are moms and dads in the room who live with a misguided guilt because their child hasn't yet turned out the way they hoped. Um, you've questioned your motives. You've beat yourselves up for the what ifs. And then there's this proverb, which is a beautiful proverb that says in Proverbs 22, 6, train up a child in the way he should or she should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. And yet some of you would say, well, Danny, that's not actually how it's turned out in my story. My kids have walked far from God. And, and, and this proverb can really wear you out if you don't have context. These wise sayings of Solomon are, are exactly that. They are wise maxims. They are not uh, necessarily irrevocable uh, promises from God. They are conditional promises from God because what Solomon is saying is that chances are if you do your best raising your child, your child will grow up and function well, right? Uh, and, and will follow the way, the paths that you set out for them. But the bottom line is, and we all know this, parents, especially when your kids become teenagers and young adults, they make their own decisions. And oftentimes they make their own decisions that we don't even know they are. Yes. Like, like yesterday, our girls were telling us all the things that they did that we didn't know they did. And I, I didn't laugh as hard as I did when I was telling my mom all the things that I used to do that she didn't know I did. It wasn't funny. Come on, parents. It wasn't funny when the shoes are on the other foot. Right. Like, what? You know, what, what, right? And, and, and so we end up beating ourselves up sometimes for the paths that they've taken, thinking, well, what did I do? Either that verse is a lie or I did the wrong thing. What did I do wrong? But think about this. Who was the father of Adam and Eve? Right? God was... Did they make a bad decision? Yes or no? Was God a bad father? No. The, problem, the proverb is conditional because look what Solomon says in another chapter, 20 chapters earlier, Proverbs 2, verse 1. My son, if you accept my words and sort my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom, applying, applying what you hear to your heart and understanding, and if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as silver and search for it for hidden treasure, then... Then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Notice all the ifs before the then, which means that, that much of the responsibility for how our kids turn out is, is their, their doing, right? So, and so what he's saying to the kids is, kids, if you'll gather where wisdom gathers and not gather where wisdom scatters, your life will probably turn out. And if you make bad decisions, children, you will have to deal with the consequences of the bad decisions. And moms, it's in those times that you need to remember that your job is to be obedient to God and his word, and it's God's job and your kid's job to, to have the results. Instead of drawing a line, this is a Lisa Turkis statement, instead of drawing a line from their, their mistake to your perceived weakness as a mom, you should be drawing a line from your child's mistake to your strength in mothering because God has equipped you to help them get them back on the right path. And you just need to know that. Give yourself a break, everybody. Amen. That's so good, Danny. So the second thing you need to know uh, is you need to find your people, right? Um, I have a group of friends that are also pastor's wives and um, they've been a huge source of community and support for me. 
And so most of us, we've been friends for many, many years. We go way back, but there's some of us that have just been more recent friends in the last few years. And um, I, I, you know, during those few first few months of COVID, I'm sure you always, y'all remember those. Um, <laughs> we were all stuck at home. And I, um, I remember, you know, you feeling a little bit helpless and overwhelmed. And so we decided to connect regularly by Zoom. And this was so life-giving and therapeutic for us. And we were all facing similar struggles, yeah. right? Um, we didn't know if our churches would survive the shutdown. Uh, we didn't know if they'd ever be the same when they reopened. Our husbands were hurting. Our kids were struggling emotionally, academically, uh, socially. Yeah. And we really leaned on each other, and we talked through it all. And th thankfully, God has been so good, and we're all in a much better place now. But we have kept our connection. And in that season, this group of friends, um, they were there to learn from, uh, to share our hearts and concerns with, to celebrate and cry with. And we were doing what Paul said in Galatians 6 and 2, to carry each other's burdens. And in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. Amen. And the law of Christ is to love one another as I have loved you so that you must love one another. So you've got to have people in your life when life gets hard. Yeah. You, you need them to share your burdens and celebrate with, to hold you up when you feel like you can't stand on your own. And so if you don't feel like you have that, I would encourage you to find your people. Most times the people we need are already in our life. Yeah. They may be sitting in this room with you here today. Yeah. And you know, we just have to be intentional and cultivate those friendships Jesus had his people, yeah. everybody. He didn't do it alone. He had Mary and Martha and Lazarus, and he had Peter, James, and John. Those were his people. And so if you aren't sure who your people are, guess what? We're starting a life group this summer called Find, Find Your, your People. people. Yeah. Shameless plug, but it's true. It's a good one. It's a study by Jenny Allen, and it starts next month. So I encourage you to take the step. Sign up. We even have books in the lobby for purchase if you want to get a head start. By the way, dudes, if you forgot, your mom's a birth, uh, uh, not it's not birthday or Christmas. I don't know why I keep saying these it's things. It's Mother's Day. It's Mother's Day. We got some Mother's Day merch out there. You can, you can get something. Last thing, and this is an obvious one. When life is overwhelming, when it feels like it's too much, you take it to Jesus. You don't just take it to your friends. You take it to Jesus. Um, Jesus says in Matthew eleven twenty eight, and I'm, I'm using this paraphrase called the message. He says, are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me. And you'll recover your life. And I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me. Work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn this beautiful line. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. And I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and look at this words. And you'll learn to live freely and lightly. The, old, the other translations say, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So you have a come to Jesus moment. Peter says in 1 Peter uh, chapter 5, I think it's verse 7, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. 
And, and when you do this, when you, when you bring it to Jesus and you cast all of that on him, the stressors, the, the worries, the fears on Jesus, you'll, you'll start to notice that the peace of Christ will begin to rule in your hearts, the way we heard in Colossians. You, you'll discover what Paul said in, in Philippians 4, that, that the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will stand guard over your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That's the goal, and that doesn't come because you're smart or sophisticated or you know how to figure it all out or you're strong or you're self-made. No, 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 no. It comes when you bring your stuff to Jesus. And, and, and the, the word Peter says is you throw it to him. You cast it on him because he can bear the weight of your stuff in a way that you can't on your own. Amen, somebody? So we're going to pray for you, and we're going to bless you moms. and. And I just want you to know you can give yourself a break. You can find your people and you can take it all to Jesus. So Father, in the name of Jesus, um, I just want to bless all the moms in their house today. God, whatever their status is, whatever is going on in their hearts, whatever is going on in their lives, I just pray the peace of God over them. God, I pray if they walked in here um, heavy because of circumstances or because someone's missing today or because they haven't heard from or they didn't, their expectations about what this day might look like haven't been met. I just pray you'd be the lifter of their spirits, that you would encourage them in this room today, that they would have a freedom and, and a lightness that they didn't walk in here with, that they would, they would just come to Jesus. They would, they would cast all their cares on you, Lord, through prayer. God, maybe they come up to one of our prayer partners here in the moment. Uh, and, and pray with them. But I just pray the peace of God would rule in their hearts. God, I pray that they would realize they are called not to stress, not to worry, not to chaos, but to peace. And God, that they would learn just to be thankful. In every situation, they would learn to be thankful and that the joy of the Lord would be their strength. I pray that over them. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray your best over their day today. And everybody said, Amen, amen, man. Let's give our moms a big hand, would you? God bless you guys. Hope you enjoyed the podcast today. If this ministry has impacted you in any way and you'd like to help us continue to reach others, please visit lifepointsa.com slash give to make a donation. We hope you have a great rest of your week and we hope to see you soon at one of our Sunday worship experiences. God bless.